today on Transforming Life. You know, many times, we sometimes we think it is skewed um, to just uh, 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 want to serve God, but want to serve Him being, having convenience. Serving God is not about convenience. Serving God is making a commitment that whatever happens, I will follow Him all the way. In fact, Jesus said it this way. He said it. Whosoever would be my disciples, he need to deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow me daily. Say daily. It is not a one-time following. It is a daily following. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia is a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making church with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. You see, our responsibility is to obey. God's responsibility is to perform the miracle. Say hallelujah. The Bible tells us that the healing power flows to believers. We have Peter, I mean Stephen and Philip. Um, they were ordinary people who God who served God faithfully and God elevated. But the Bible tells us about Stephen that Stephen was full of faith and power, and he did great wonders and miracles among the people. Amen. About Stephen and uh, Philip, the Bible says that the people with one accord when he went to Samaria, and those they uh, um, heed the things that Philip spoke, hearing and seeing seeing the miracles which he did for unclean spirits, came out crying with loud voice, and many who were possessed with them, and many taken with the palsy, and many lame were healed. They were ordinary. They were not apostles, quote-unquote. Ordinary men and women serving God, following God, and God used them mightily. God wants to use you. God wants to use me. God wants to use us. Amen. God wants to use us. You see, Jesus understood the import, importance and the power of discipleship. You see, with, with the apostles, if Jesus was only depending on the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers, they, they, we are not many. Hello? But he wants every born-again believer. So that means wherever you are, whether at home, at work, in the church, wherever you are in your community, at the grocery store, you can allow God to move and to bring healing and deliverance to people. That's what he wants to do. And that's what he did. Amen. During the, the first three centuries, that's exactly what the disciples did. They went everywhere. The Bible tells us over and over, God performed mighty miracles in the disciples among the disciples, and they went everywhere. The, the believers, the apostles taught them. In fact, if you read Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 6, Acts chapter 7, Acts chapter 9, Acts chapter 11, you will find out that over and over, wherever the disciples went, the apostles taught the disciples the message of God and what God taught them, and they went and did the work, and they saw the miracles. In fact, um, Dr. Ramsey McMillan said in his book entitled Christianizing the Roman Empire, um, AD 100-400, he said that the main reason why Rome was converted to Christianity was because of the healing of the sick. 
In fact, when you read some of the early fathers, the writings, you will find that over and over they, 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 they elevated the power of the gifts of the Spirit and the miracles of God. And because of that, they were able to penetrate in the middle of persecution. The church was persecuted. The church was, people were killed. They were lit as torches around. But yet, they prayed for the sick. They minister healing. They, they minister uh, 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 deliverance. They minister salvation. And the Bible tells us that after several centuries in AD 312, the, uh, um, the empire of Rome became a Christian. And the situation changed. Now, we don't have time to go into all the history because sometimes when we get uh, uh, um, to the place of power, we allow power to corrupt us. But the Bible tells us that the Christians who were marginalized, God used them to turn the entire Roman Empire around. Why? Because they believed God. Ordinary men and women were used by God. God is still using ordinary men and women today. You can be a part of that. And I can be a part. Wherever we are, God wants to use you to bring his healing power to people. The third reason why healing is in Jesus' name is because you have been given power and authority to heal the sick. Say it with me. Say, I have been given power and authority to heal the sick. You see, when we look closely at the early church, we will see and understand God's intent for his church. The early church is the example of the church all over, all through the ages. And what we see when God established the church is what we need to be doing in the church today. Amen. God established his church first and foremost. Jesus said to his disciples before he went on the cross, he said, you, uh, 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 he told them, he said, uh, uh, wait in Jerusalem until you are in jail with power from on high. And then he, after he was risen from the dead, the Bible says he told them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. And he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, they shall not harm them. They shall lay their hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Amen. What Jesus was saying to the disciples is that he was giving them a ticket. He was giving them a commission. He was giving them a covenant to use his name. To use his name to believe that they can stand up and use the name of Jesus and experience the same power that Jesus experienced when he was on earth. The Bible tells us it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. It is the anointing that removes the burden. Amen. Jesus told the disciples that the same anointing, the same power of the Holy Spirit that was upon his life, he was going to release to the disciples and they were going to you be able to take the gospel out in their generation, in their neighborhoods, 
in their uh, uh, places of employment and experience the grace and the power of God. And it happened. Say it happened. It happened. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came. Mm. And he manifested himself. Filled 120 men. Amen. The Bible tells us that when Jesus, before he was betrayed, I mean after he was betrayed and he was condemned, the disciples scattered. When Jesus rose from the dead and he went on the Mount of Galilee to meet his disciples, there were 500 of them. But in the, after 50 days of Jesus teaching, 40 days, he taught the disciples 40 days and 10 days afterwards the Holy Spirit came. Teaching the disciples after 50 days of his resurrection, when the Holy Spirit came, there were 120. Say 120. 120. My question to you is where were the 380? Hello? You know, many times, we sometimes we think it is skewed. Um, to just uh, 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 want to serve God, but want to serve Him being, having convenience. Serving God is not about convenience. Serving God is making a commitment that whatever happens, I will follow Him all the way. In fact, Jesus said it this way. He said, it, whosoever would be my disciples, he need to deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow me daily. Say daily. It is not a one-time following, it is a daily following, a daily denying, a daily dying to self and following. When the Holy Spirit came, the anointing of God, the power of God, the dunamis of God, when he came to the church, there were 120, 380 got tired waiting and they left. Let it not be said of us that we are tired. We get tired waiting. The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit came as a rushing wind. He came with tongues of fire and he ignited the believers and 120 turned the entire world up, upside down. After 20 to 25 years or more, the Bible says the entire world was turned upside down. They heard the gospel. Amen. God wants to use you. You see, there are people in your neighborhood. There are people even in your own family that need a touch of God. There are people in your neighborhood, people in your community, people where you work who need the touch for God, of God. Who need to understand who God is. And they need you as an instrument to let them know. The, the word that is used in uh, uh, um, Jesus said to his disciples in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. These signs, I mean, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. The word for power that is used is the word, the Greek word dudamus. Okay, or dudamis. And that word means Miracle working power of God. Amen. It is the miracle working power of God that God released upon the children of uh, um, the disciples and he has released upon us. You have the mighty miracle working power of God in your life. Amen. 
In fact, it is the same word that is used in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, when uh, the Bible tells us how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. That's that same word, dudamus. Amen. Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Amen. The same power upon Jesus is the same power that has been released to you. And God wants you to step out in faith and to believe and trust Him. God wants you to experience and to understand what He's doing. Excuse me. God wants you to understand that it is the same power that He has released in your life. He wants you to experience it. Last but not the least, how do you activate this power? How do you activate the power and the authority in the name of Jesus? How do you activate it? I want to share with you uh, I just uh, uh, um, gave you a key. First and foremost is that the power of God is released in the name. Say in the name. Mm-hmm. Now, the last couple of weeks I shared with you concerning Jesus, that healing is in the atonement. And in fact, last week I shared with you that Jesus said it is finished. Amen. That means when Jesus accomplished, the, um, went on the cross and died on the cross, he cried out one of his uh, uh, words on the cross, that it was finished. That what he needed to do for the redemption of men, uh, women, for the redemption of people, was complete. Then we do not have to add anything to it anymore. Amen? But we need to know that it was Jesus who accomplished it. And so the name of Jesus bear record and authority in the Bible tells us that Jesus said to, 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 to the disciples in uh, um, John chapter 16, verse 23, he said, uh, uh, Very, and, and he said unto them, Ask anything in my name. He said, In that day, excuse me. He said, And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Very, very, I say unto you that whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Yet, therefore, you have asked me nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy will be full. Say joy. Joy. You see, Jesus is saying, I told you to ask, but you have not asked. Ask now, that your joy may be full. Amen. Some of us are believing God for miracles. Ask. Open your mouth and ask. And he said, your joy will be full. Now you need to understand what that word ask means. That, that word ask in the Greek means to make a demand. It, it's not, it, Jesus is not saying beg or plead. No, no, he said it is already finished. In fact, he said in that day. Say in that day. Say in that day. What day was Jesus talking about? What day was Jesus referring to? Because he said, in that day you shall ask me nothing. 
In essence, Jesus said, you will not have to come through me to ask me for something for me to do it. Ask the Father and just mention my name. Now what day was he talking about? He was talking about this day. You see, Jesus knew that he was going to the cross and he was going to conquer the devil on the cross. He was going to vanquish the place of darkness on the cross. He was going to be given a name that is above every name, that at the mention of his name, in heaven, in earth, and under the earth, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. And so Jesus was saying, once that happened, ask in my name, and it will be done. Look at what he said in John chapter 14, 13. He said, and whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, I will do it. So that the Father may be glorified. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. In verse 16, in John chapter uh, 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 15, verse 16, he said, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, that you may go forth and bring bear fruit, and that your fruit may remain. And if you ask anything in my name, I will give it to you. Amen. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. He is saying, make a demand. Say to your neighbor, say make a demand. Make a demand. Jesus is saying to us, make a demand in my name. And I will bring it to pass. The key there is the name of Jesus. Not your name, not your anointing, not your holiness, not your, 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 your wealth, not your knowledge. The key there is Jesus' name. Jesus said in that day, when I have accomplished everything there is to be accomplished for redemption, in that day when I am risen from the dead, in that day when I have defeated Satan and stripped him of his power. In that day when I have been exalted above principalities and powers and every name that is named. In that day, ask and it will be done. Amen. Now, you need to understand the legal implication of using somebody's name. Uh, um, in law, they, they call it the, the, the right to use another person's name. They call it the power of attorney. And basically what a power of attorney means is that the person who owned the property or the business or whatever gave you, the agent, the right to transact business in their name. And whatever business they transact, it is binding upon the individual because... You have a power of attorney. Now, what is a power? It's a legal document. Jesus giving us his name, he gave us the power of attorney. That means every time we mention the name of Jesus, Jesus backs his name. Now, if it were just anybody's name, then you will wonder uh, what kind of authority that person has. But the Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 2, Verse uh, 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 5 to, to 11. What the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 1. Look at verse 19. Look at it. 
Open your Bibles and look at it. Look on your phone. In your Bible, in Acts chapter, I mean Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19. The Bible says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us? Say the exceeding greatness of his power towards us. Now, what is God saying to us? Paul is in this passage is praying for the body of Christ. He's praying for believers. He said, I want you to have a revelation. I want you to know, I want you to understand what is the exceeding greatness of God's power towards you as a believer. And what is that power? Look at verse uh, 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 19. He said, according to the working of his mighty power, which he used when he raised Jesus from the dead. And seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far, say far. far. Say far. far. Far above principalities. Now, when God says far, the first, the, 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 the last time I checked that God was talking about far is in Isaiah chapter 55. Where God said, let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous his deeds. He said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. And my ways are not like your ways. As far, say far. He said, as far as the heavens are from the eye, so far are my ways from your ways and my thoughts from your thoughts. So when God says about Jesus being raised far above principalities and power, it's not just one feet or two inches or three inches. He means as the heavens and the eye. Jesus was raised, but the Bible tells us not only was he raised above principalities and powers and dominions and every name and every authority, but Jesus was given to the church, to you, to me. He was given to us and we are his body. We have been raised far above principalities. And Paul say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. God is saying to you, make a demand. Make a demand. Call that sickness and command it to go. Cast it out. Cast the demon out. Don't be afraid. They can't do anything to you because you have the authority of Jesus Christ. Say amen. I heard a man of God said it this way. He said, Jesus gave us his armor in Ephesians chapter 6. six. The Bible says, put on the whole armor of God. But when you read about the armor of God and you look in different passages, it is the same armor that Jesus wore. And you know, with the Roman armor, the armor covers every part of you. In fact, we have a bishop uh, who says that he, um, when Jesus died and rose again, he, he went to heaven. He was 33 years old. So by right, all of us are 33 years old because we are in the image of Christ. Amen. And so basically what he is saying, Jesus gave you the armor. Now I don't know about you, but when you put on the armor, it doesn't show your face. It doesn't show your eyes. It doesn't show the color of your skin. You are fully covered. So when the devil comes before you and you are clothed in the armor, the devil do not know whether you are who you are, or it is Jesus that stood before him once upon a time 
and defeated him. I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, if you uh, 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 um, had a confusion with somebody and they whip you, you don't go back to that same person to try to 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 to, to start another confusion because why you know the outcome. Say you know the outcome. You see, God has already done it. Jesus spawned principalities and power. And he gave us his name. And so whenever you face the devil, sickness and disease, demonic activities, plans of the enemy, you can stand in the authority of Jesus' name. And that name, that is above every name, every name has to bow. Amen. It has to bow. Say it has to bow. Say it has to bow. It has to bow because the name of Jesus was given. It has authority in heaven. It has authority in earth, and it has authority in hell. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia, and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at harvestersvirginia.com or email us at admin at harvestersvirginia.com. Mm-hmm.